Hi FM, welcome back to another episode of Thinking of Youth podcast. My name is Adinda Pasuenintias from Indonesia, also a communication intern at ASEAN Foundation, and I'm going to be your host for today's episode. In this episode, we are very excited to have our head of program, Mr. Mahmoud Yusbi, to share his story on how he survived the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami. For those of you who might not know, the tragic catastrophe had caused more than 200,000 deaths in the suburb of Banda Aceh, Indonesia, and tens of thousands more in neighboring countries, including Sri Lanka, India, Maldives, and Thailand. The tsunami was triggered by a huge undersea earthquake with a magnitude of more than 9 Richter scale. The story of survivors varies, but those who manage to recover and move forward can serve as a valuable and relevant lessons for us today as we strive to overcome the anxiety and trauma caused by COVID-19. Mr. Moody's survival story provides excellent inspiration for young people on how to thrive during hard times. Hi, Mas Moody. Thank you for joining us today. Before we begin, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, Tinda, for uh, you know for giving me the the opportunity to talk about my stories. You know, during my my you know my experience when I survived the tsunami, I think it it is already like 15 years back, right? So yeah. So my my name is Mahmoudi Yusbi. Uh, you can call me Moody. So I'm currently the head of program of the ASEAN Foundations. So my role at the ASEAN Foundations. So basically, I support the foundations to oversee the all all of the programs. I design the programs as well as to mobilize resource for the ASEAN Foundations. You know, for for the for the region regional projects in the 10 countries of ASEAN. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thank you for your introduction and also brief explanation about your role in ASEAN Foundation, Masmudi. Please allow me to jump in into our first question of the day. So this is actually going to be my first time hearing about the stories of Aceh tsunami directly from the survivor. Can you tell us about your story during the 2004 tsunami? Maybe from what were you doing on the day of the disaster, and how did you manage to survive the disaster? Thanks, Dinda. So, so basically, I would like to start from from Saturday. You know, on on Saturday evening, we're basically I was with a group of friends. We we spent you know a night in a hotel because we were preparing an alumni event for Sunday. You know, in in the city of Pandai. Sundays where the tsunami you know actually came to to the city so on sunday we were preparing you know the event we felt the earthquake was so strong you know that we could not really stand and then we we went out you know from the hotel and we sat on the main street in front of the hotels you know after that first earthquake you know, we thought that the second earthquake would not come you know So we decided to go to a nearby coffee shop and and look for our breakfast. You know, because we stay in in in, in the very, you know, I think uh, modest hotels. We were students back then. Uh, after a few minutes, 
Uh, I think uh, uh, after a few minutes, the second earthquake also came, and I think uh, we 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 felt the second earthquake, and then and then and then afterward, you know, we we went out from the coffee shops, and after then after waiting for five minutes, and then the third earthquake also will, which was also the same scholar riches also came to hit the city as well. So uh, I remember that during the third earthquake. You know the the I, I witnessed the buildings surrounding my area were were start to collapse, you know, and and we started to panic. So after the the earthquake, we were trying to to return to to the hotel and wanted to check if everything is okay and 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 we would like to check with our friends too. And well, I, I start to check on my friend who stayed with us in 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 the hotel that night. Uh, you know, we were like I think seven to eight persons who who stayed in, in that hotel during that night, and on on that morning, some of them went back home for a shower, uh, breakfast. I mean, they, they're having breakfast and and clothing change. You know, but I could not check them because the signal was down. You know, on, on that time, and I suspected they were okay. And then you know, uh, after we stayed in the hotel for a couple of minutes, and and. And we heard people start shouting. You know that that water rushed into the city. So I think that that around 15 minutes after the third earthquake, and and the water rushing into the city, rising fast and, and flooding. You know most of the area. So I saw people running on the street to avoid the waters. I, I believe when the water came to the city, it was a, a chaos already. And my my immediate thought on that day was. You know whether my family was okay. What about my friend's situations? And on that day, uh, we ran toward the area far from the area, from 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 the sea, you know, from the sea area. So we had to cross. I think there was one bridge where we had to cross that bridge that was not far from we, where we were. So when we crossed the bridge, I start to see, you know, people was was back uh, who wants to cross that bridge, uh, so that they want. To survive, right? So, so, and then you know, when when I crossed the bridge, uh, we saw people under the bridge on the water were swept away by, by the water and scream, uh, you know, for, for help. And and my friend and I, we initiated to help. So we managed to help one person, but immediately afterwards, another wave came in. So we cannot, we could see it through the bridge. So we decided to rush out and keep running far from from the affected area. And then, you know, 15 to 30 minutes after the tsunami you know, hit the city, you know, we went back and, and look around, you know, on our on our way back back home, I saw a lot of you know dead bodies uh, floating on the water, uh, dead bodies on the street, you know, building houses uh, destroyed. So uh, it was it was unbelievable, you know. On the day after the tsunami, I also lost, you know, my my, my female cousins with her baby. And her husband as well. So my my relatives and my close friend and and I think around seven of them, you know, they they I, I lost them. So I think uh, it was it was very overwhelming, you know, uh, during that tsunami. Yeah. Sorry, I carry away. Yeah. It's okay, Mas Mudi. It's totally understandable. But wow. It actually sounded way more frightening to hear it directly from you. I can't imagine how it was to be there. It must have been very, very traumatic. And to actually lost your relatives, 
I'm really, really sorry for your loss. After the disaster happened, how did you respond? How did you navigate the aftermath of the event? Because it must have been so hard for you to be able to get back on your feet and recover from such disaster. Yeah. So so basically, you know, I, I had a tough life before tsunami, you know. As you might know, Aceh has been in conflict situations for for over 30 years, right? So if you, you know, did a research, you know, I think uh, the tsunami disasters and about the peace process in Aceh. So the Aceh Free Movement signed a peace agreement with the Indonesian government in Geneva back in 2005, I think after the tsunami. And during the conflict, I, my life was, I live in fear. So I was not so safe. And sometimes I did not go back to my house. I studied in an Islamic boarding school back in the days. So if I could relate my life during the conflict coupled with the tsunami disasters, it would be very overwhelming for me. However, since I had experienced a tight life, you know, during the conflict, I believe it has contributed to my trauma, trauma healing during the tsunami. I was very young and active. I believe, you know, after the tsunami, if I think staying still, you know, I used to stay in the tent, you know, after the tsunami would not help me to recover my, my trauma. So I decided to join hands with my friends to help our community. So we sought donations, food, used clothes to distribute to the affected community. And after a few months, since the opportunity to work was there, as you know that, I think uh, there are hundreds of international organizations came to Aceh right on, 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 on that time, so now during, after the tsunami. And I decided to join one of the international organizations. And then since then, I've, I've grown, I think I've grown as a better person, strong. I gain a lot of learning. So that's, that's my recovery process. Whoa, Masmudi, so many challenging things happen in your life. You did not only survive the tsunami, but also the conflict that happened that time between Aceh and Indonesia. It's really great how you've shown to us that hard times can make us stronger and drive us to find new possibilities in life. Although many of the victims experience emotional trauma, can you tell us how you managed to overcome traumatic experience? Yeah, so when you have a trauma life experience, you know, I realized that being an active person will help you recover your trauma and stress, right? So it was a big relief when you are able to help people in your community so who went a terrible experience in their life, like like I did as well. When I worked with Doctor Without Borders, I think Medicine Sun Frontiers, it, I was trained to be a, as a counselor, you know. So I learned how to heal trauma and, and, and this work experience was really a turning point in my development career and where I am today. So I learned how to handle my stress and the technique and and I was able to help people around community around my community, even in other areas as well. So I think uh, I went to to another province in, in Padang, for instance. So so I went there and I worked with, with these organizations. I, I I help out people there and recover their trauma. And I also went to Jogja, you know, as 
with with the medicine some functions as well to to help people in you know in in, in Jogja as well so 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 those are the uh, the thing that I did to overcome you know, my stress you know and my 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 life experience during the conflict and the tsunami Okay, so staying active and helping others. Those are the key actions that make you a better person. That's also how you found your passion and career in the development sector. From that point though, how did you manage to continuously grow as a person? Yeah, I believe, you know, staying positive is very essential. Now, if people keep focusing on their weakness and their pain, you know, I believe you would not be able to move forward. So that's that's my my you know my my core thinking you know, on how to move forward. So I, I will not be able to to move forward if I keep thinking on my pain, you know, my my previous life experience. I know that I could not live as an ordinary people, like you know, like probably people who live who who live in the city, for instance. You know, I I live in the village back then. You know, Aceh is one of the Province that that hits the most, you know, with with the disasters, with the conflict. I think if I continue with that fear and and trauma, and and also continue to to mourn on my life experience, I think I will not be able to to, to be the move forward. So so that's why uh, I'm big. I, I stay positive, being active, and of course, you know, uh, working with an international organizations really shape my my thinking you know and and also really like uh, you know shape me into a better person and i learned a lot from from this process you now i'm working for 16 years more than 16 years already you know and and i believe you know i'm 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 quite independent person at the moment so i could handle stress and uh, with 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 the one that I had in the past, uh, I, I believe I'm I'm quite strong uh, at, at the moment uh, in terms of the mental health, as well as you know the the, the work that I'm currently doing. Yeah. It is truly inspiring to learn how you managed to thrive during those hard times. I think that staying positive is indeed the way for us to move forward. Mas Mudi, we've reached our last question of the day. So, humanity is once again faced with another tragedy, the COVID-19 pandemic. What are your most important lessons or key takeaways from the 2004 tsunami that are still relevant for us today to cope up with the crisis, build resilience, and continue marching forward? Yeah, so this is, this is a bit tricky questions. Yeah, I'm not sure if the tsunami disaster back in 2004 can be related to the COVID-19 situations with the recent COVID-19. I believe that single lessons that we need to learn from the previous tragedy is, you know, to learn the lessons from previous tragedy, right? So I think in, in all almost, I think in almost all tragedies, and this is applicable to the COVID-19 crisis as well, I think it's likely that the patterns of the crisis development and maturation has been experienced before so therefore crisis management is very essential and 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 i think uh, we need to prepare and how to encounter this crisis so if we have a good you know uh, preparations in terms of you know facing this 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 disasters and, and crisis 
I believe that people would be able, you know, to to actually uh, face, you know, these these disasters and and and, and crises. I believe, you know, we. I mean, in in Indonesia, we learn a lot. You know, we have we have many disasters, right? And of course, uh, in the past, we have this this crisis similar to COVID 19 as well, like the, the I think a bird flu is one of them, and and that's why I believe, uh, you know. The government and its citizens knows already on how to to to, to handle the situations. I think it, it, the same goes to to me as well and, and to, to other people as well. I think if you have the experience in your life in the past, you know, like like for myself, you know, I've I've been in conflict like for almost half of my life, and then coupled with the tsunami. Those are the foundations that I have, you know, with me at the moment. Every time I have a tragedy, so those foundations will be helping me, you know, to tackle my my my, my, my mental issues, you know, as well as other other things in in, in my life which affect, you know, uh, my life and my thinking. Thank you very much, Masmudi, for sharing your stories and valuable insights with us today. Once again, thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So AFM, we finally reached the end of our Thinking of Youth podcast today. I would like to thank our listeners for joining us. If you have any suggestions for future topics or discussions for our podcast, you may reach us on our social media platforms or drop us an email at communications at ASEANfoundation.org. Also, stay tuned on our social media for our latest updates on youth opportunities and programs. See you on the next episode and stay safe!